When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. It's a Carabao Cup special Tripe Supper. Uh, well, we say that we're not going to Thailand or China to record this live from Thursday morning when the, when the third it's round It's been a big argument was. over, firstly, should we live blog the draw? <laughs> and secondly, who would be daft enough to do it? I'll be honest, I'm not even going to set my alarm before 15am, oh, surprisingly. You, you say that as though we'd expect you to. <laughs> and we're presuming that we're going to win the game yeah, on yeah, Tuesday that, night. That's very well. true, that's very true. I said if, if ever, if ever uh, a tweet merits and in case you missed it, it's going to be the one mm. on Thursday morning or Friday morning. I'm too popular when it is. Hopefully, Borough will be there anyway. It's Scuddy tomorrow night at the Riverside, um, who were unbeaten in League One. They're one of six teams unbeaten in League One. They got the first win at the weekend. They beat Pep Clotiers, Oxford United. Um, we'll look ahead to that game in a bit, but first, just briefly look back at Forest. Vic, are you still disbelieving that one of those chances in the second half wasn't taken? Well, absolutely. We absolutely battered them. It was a real kitchen sink finale, wasn't it? Uh, what I found really interesting and, and uh, totally breaking the template of recent years is that every strike, every substitution was a, a progressive striking, uh, striking one. And, and, and early uh, as well, weren't they? Yeah, but uh, every, every single uh, forward and creative player was on the pitch at one point or another. And uh, when the, we actually lost track of the formation as the strikers were going on and, the, and the, the, the system was changing. At one point it was 4-2-4 and then they put another striker on and, and the full-backs were pressing up as well. So it was like 2-2-6 or something. Mm. It, was, it was crazy. Uh, but it was great fun. And I think Borough will come away very disappointed that they didn't get something because the amount of pressure that Forrest were under, uh, it was incredible. You know, given the fact that Borough have such an abundance of strikers and top quality strikers as well, particularly at this level, little did we think two weeks in the season that we'd be talking about kind of missed opportunities mm-hmm. and not, not, not creating the chances being the issue, but actually taking them. Because I guess looking back at Burton and, Forest, uh, and Sheffield United last week as well, although Borough won, they could have been more ruthless, couldn't they, and put those games out of sight earlier. Yeah, and I guess that is, in a strange way, a step forward. Um, I mean, Gary Monk will certainly see that. That's what he, he was claiming after the game, that um, the concern would be if Borough weren't creating chances, as we've seen over the last kind of 12, 18 months. But, you know, on on that viewing, if Borough play like that, they will more often than not beat teams, they'll more often than not score multiple goals as well and I think that is exactly what Britta Sombolonga will have been told as well I mean if, if he's a striker like Negredo last season where he's not getting a kick that's when he starts to worry but you know as we've said I mean we, we've touched on it after the game didn't we the chances of Sombolonga missed you know you could even argue 99 times out of 100 you would have put one at least one of them away there were guilt edge chances there weren't just half chances um, but I'm sure you know we'll, we'll have far more happy Monday mornings yeah. than frustrating ones. I think. I, I think it'll only be a concern if we get to October and we're still talking like that. Yeah. In fact, it's a team very much still in flux. Uh, it's a team where we haven't really 
seen the, what the attacking front end will look like because obviously Martin Braithwaite you would have expected to be a regular and he, he was injured so this is almost a makeshift front end for a team that is just bedding in and yet uh, there was 17 shots on Saturday and seven of them were on target which was a month's worth last season I think, I think though that actually I think there's a case to say the three that are playing now Martin Braithwaite is going to have a very very difficult challenge getting back in this team because what I really really liked about Rudy Gestead on Saturday and she was going to come on to Rudy Gestead was that when uh, Monk uh, ripped it up and took Bamford off and brought Baker on they actually went 4-4-2 and twice the Sombolonga got in off just a flick on off Gestead's head and it's so basic it, it, it is championship football but that I think is a weapon that I think Borough will look at and probably use a bit more. I, I think that Braithwaite's got to just work out to get back in this but team. The thing is, as well, on Braithwaite, is before he got this injury, and bear in mind we'd only seen, what, two, three games of him, um, and, and they weren't all competitive. He was playing in that number 10 role, and, and Bamford, I think, really looked comfortable in, in that position. I know in last week's tribe we were talking about whether you kind of lose his, his, his lethal clinical edge in front of goal mm. if you drop him in that bit deep, but he certainly hasn't looked a player played out of position in there. I think, no. you know... We, we, that's one, of, one, one of Bamford's strengths is, is his vision and his ability to create that space for himself, isn't it? Which I think is perfect for that role he's playing in now. Um, you touched on Gestead there, obviously, being linked with Leeds, which we were only saying, weren't we, on the way back from, from Forrest, that if Wood went, he was mm. the type of player you'd imagine to go for be, before he became a, a regular in this Borough team. With respect, Vic, did you think when the season kicked off that you know, four games in, we'd have been talking about Gestead having started and impressed in three of them. No, I mean, at the back end of last season, you, I think it'd be fair to say he was struggling to make his mark in the Premier League side. And over the summer, obviously, <coughs> so much of the spending was in the striking department. So you'd imagine going in, into pre-season that he would be fifth, possibly sixth choice in, in terms of who's going to play up front, especially when we were expecting it to be 4-2-3-1. So at that point, you would have thought he was expendable. But the, the way Borough have been set out, I think he's been one of the main men. I, I think uh, he ticks a lot of boxes. His skill set is so archetypally championship that I think it would be a very bizarre move now to, to sell him, especially to a potential rival. You'd understand if a, if a Premier League side came in and, and you know, wanted him as cover, that's fine. But uh, he, he's offered balance, I think, for the physicality and the aerial strength that he has alongside a Sombolonga's incredible uh, zip around the box, uh, darting in and out and uh, pulling defenders apart, and Bamford's really intelligent, deft first touch that creates time and space for him to pick out one of the other two's movement. And I think that I think that three potentially has the a perfect balance for playing in this division. Uh, I think it would be strange <coughs> now for Borough to sacrifice that. And as uh, John O says, I mean Braithwaite obviously you would have thought was was uh, penciled in to be a, a starter, but if the balance is right and we're creating chances and the goals start going in it would be very, very strange to, to tinker with it. I mean, if you've got £6 million, say, which has been the talk of, of, of the Leeds, you know, of what Leeds were planning to bid or whatever, there's no way you could get an ample replacement in this in, in no. 10 days before the deadline for that money 
with clubs A knowing how much of Borough have spent this year and B knowing that they were that they were looking for a striker to replace. No, absolutely not. Not in the current market. I mean, I mean, me and you might be worth half of six million pounds, are we? I mean, have you seen? Yeah. We've been pretty, than, pretty nifty on a Sunday. I'm more than a ten in a tower in front of them. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, either way, no, six million pounds won't get you much in this market. Um, and I think the biggest compliment you can pay Gusted is that all summer Gary Monk has been saying that um, only an extraordinary offer would encourage Borough to part with any of their, their assets, their key assets and I think you have to probably include Gusted as one of those assets because what he brings to that, that Borough team no one else does and actually I think Gusted deserves a little bit of credit because it would have been very easy for him I think to have left this summer. He, he didn't have a, a great year last year, um, he would argue that he didn't have the chances to, to have a great year um, or, or great six months or whatever and, and I think it would have been very easy for him to after relegation to say right now I, I think I can get a bottom half Prem move and move on. Fair play, it would be stuck by, and he, he will have seen the likes of a Sombolonga and, and Braithwaite come through the door. You never hear a peep out of him, he you know, never seems to be rocking the boat, and you know, he's waited for his chance. He, he didn't he didn't start at, at Wolves, waited for his chance. He's got his chance now, an injury has come, and he, he's taken it, and that's you know the perfect professional that, isn't it? That, that they can do that. What does he offer Borough, do you think? Then? I know the, the obvious the obvious response is to say he's a, he's a real towering threat in the air. He, he won absolutely everything, didn't yeah. he, on Saturday. Um, would, it, would it be a disservice to say that, that, he's, he, that, 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 that that's all he offers? I mean, I, when I look at him and when I watch him play, I, I just think he'd be an absolute nightmare to play against. A real, a real nuisance who kind of wouldn't give you a minute's peace and there'd be elbows kind of, mm-hmm. you know, bit, bit put round here and there. You'd be bruised and battered after 90 minutes playing yeah. against him. I think all that's true. And I think in the Championship there are some monster centre-backs who rely on physicality and they will push and pull you around. And he can he, he will help look after the other people on on that front line, uh, but you know to to dip into the big bag of football cliches, he, he's got a good touch for a big <laughs> yeah. man as well. He went that on the bingo. <laughs> I bagged that one first. But, but this season, I think we've seen more of that. Uh, we've seen him dropping slightly deeper to link up with the midfield. And he's come come to collect the ball off uh, Patrick Bamford before turning around and, and doing something with it. Uh, he is a decent footballer, and the, to me, he looks like he's got some kind of fledgling relationship with Asombalonga. He's looking for those runs. You mentioned the flick-ons. Uh, I think we saw it against Burton as well. There was a lot of the times he was he was looking up and spotting the run and and pushing the ball through to him. Uh, the the Asombalonga goal against Burton. It was a, a really uh, deft, well-weighted pass into Brit's feet, uh, and you know where other strikers might have been tempted to just have a have a crack from there. But no, he, he, he spotted the movement and he, he he picked it out, and that that to me is a sign that he's starting to click with the people around him. Well, that's good. And just very quickly, on this day, don't you think Borough's main criticism when they lost at Wolves on the opening day was that the forward three were almost interchanging too much where no one knew where they were. You know, nobody knew. They, they seemed to be kind of roaming, whereas what Gusted offers you, um, I agree that he's not just a kind of a... He's a focal he's not, Yeah, he is. He's, he's the anchor up front, isn't he? So if, if Borough need to go long, you know where you more or less you you can you know, throw a, an arrow around where he's going to be, and, and that allows then a Sombolonga and Bamford to move off him. And I think it looked much more structured um, having that focal point rather than the three forwards all interchanging. Who comes in tomorrow night? Then obviously Scunthorpe. We started with that looking ahead. Um, it, 
an unchanged team for three games in a row, regardless of the result on Saturday, you, you, Monk was always likely to change it on Tuesday night, wasn't he? There's the obvious suggestions when you say who's going to come in and be desperate to impress. Players like Fabio, who, who will have looked and seen A, that he's lost his place, and B, that Cyrus Christie started well. Uh, Ashley Fletcher, another one we talked about, the strikers there, he's one who obviously hasn't started since that opening day. He'll be keen to take a chance. Who, who do you think will play, and who do you think will really look and think, this is an opportunity I need to take? Uh, I think all, all those ones that you mentioned, uh, there's Grant Ledbetter as well, who'd be chomping at the bit to get some action. Uh, question mark over whether you, would you, do you change the keeper? Do you give Dimmy a run out? Uh, it's, it seems to me that Gary Monk is starting the season by trying to bed his team in. And unless there are people who's, whose uh, levels have dropped off after the, or, or, uh, the, a lot of games so, so quickly, I think he might be tempted to keep the bulk of those people in place just so that they can continue to bed in uh, it's fairly early in the season so it's not like fatigue is going to be a major issue in the national break only a, a week or two I, I think there's a case to stick with Brit because obviously he had a, a bad day at the office on, on Saturday he tried and he tried and he had chances and, and maybe it was the fact that the crowd were on his back got to him and he was trying too hard it might be a good idea to play him let him get a goal, get some confidence back, you know, give him an hour, let him, let him do his thing. Uh, obviously, Fletcher will, will be uh, eager to play. Uh, I think it's a, it is an opportunity to see some of these people in action, competitive action, and maybe rest one or two. But I, I, I still think there's a case to be made that let's keep, let's keep the uh, bedding in process going and then look for a bit of momentum. I think that central midfield places where I expect to see changes. I think that's the one position where um, things aren't ticking as well as they should. I think Lewis Baker and, and Grant Ledbetter, as you say, should come in. I would like to see Adama Traore play as well. The midfield, uh, obviously Lewis Baker, he's made three three appearances from the bench in a row. John has just slipped out to make a phone call, so it's just, just the two of us for the last couple of minutes. Um, Three appearances from the bench. You'd imagine that this is the ideal opportunity for Monk yeah. to see him, to give him 90 minutes and, and to, I guess, to see what he's capable of. Because it's hard. I know th- th- another one, you're talking the cliches, but, but you know, coming in and, and, and trying ultra hard to kind of make that yeah. impact. When you're coming in off the bench, it's a bit more difficult. I, I think it? at Forest it was almost impossible to see what he was about because by the time he entered the fray, there were so many attacking players yeah. on him. It was you know, all, all hands to, to the pump and it was, we were piling forward. So it was hard to discern any real shape to it. Uh, it was a kind of organised chaos at that point. Uh, I think in his first game, he, he came on and maybe tried a few too many little flicks. Mm. But the good thing was he was asking for the ball and he was trying to make things happen and he did push the game forward five or ten yards. Uh, it would be nice to see not just how he plays over 90 minutes, but where he plays. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we're kind of led to believe he's going to be a number 10, an advanced uh, attacking midfielder. In which case, does that kind of step on Patrick Bamford's toes, who's, who's been playing it kind of in that, that zone uh, for the first couple of games? So it'd be interesting to see what the balance is like if they start with Baker. Clearly, uh, he, he's a big potentially a big player for, for Borough this season and, and at some point he is going to, going to start so it would be nice to try it in a, a relatively low risk environment 
I think the midfield's interesting because if you look at those options there, if if he plays the same system of kind of one holding and two ahead, you think, does Adam Clayton have to play? Because he's the only one who you'd look at and think would be natural in that kind of real discipline holding role. Grant Ledbetter could, could, you know, he's experienced enough to be disciplined enough to sit. But we know that he, he can offer, he's, he's bustly, he's box to box, isn't he? Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a box of energy, really, who likes to get back and forth. So you think that wouldn't be natural to him. There's no one, is there, who could come in and, and probably play quite as disciplined as Clayton. Does that mean that he has to start? Uh, if he keeps that same system? With this system, I think, mm. in the league, then yes, that he is the natural one there. Uh, as you say, Grant probably could play it. And certainly relish getting stuck in and doing that. It wouldn't get the best out of him, though, would it? No, I don't think so. But you know, needs must. If he was asked to do it, he would do it. And I think he would you know, give hundred percent. And, and again, he's a good footballer. You know, he can pick out a pass. Uh, but it does look like Clayton has nailed down that position. That's one of the few things on the team sheet you'd say that are fixed. Uh, if it goes back to a a 4-2-3-1 then I think there's plenty of room to change the two Excellent well thanks a lot Vic we'll thank Jono even though he's not there uh, obviously follow our blog from the Riverside on, uh, on, on Tuesday night as Borough host Scunthorpe and, and keep an eye peel, your eyes peeled for our Facebook live from, and, from Heathrow yeah. Terminal 1 as we head out to Beijing for the third round <laughs> draw on Thursday morning Cheers <laughs>